Hello, beautiful souls. In an effort to relieve some of the stress surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided to release the Soul Flow audiobook here on this podcast for free. There are 15 chapters in total, 17 if you count the introduction and closing thoughts, and a new chapter will be released daily starting Friday, March 20th, 2020 through Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Please enjoy this free audiobook, and if you'd like to support me and my work, consider leaving a review on Amazon or for this podcast, following me on social media. My Instagram handle is author Kristen Martin, posting about this book to social media, and sharing this podcast and my other resources, which you can find linked in the show notes with your friends and family. I am sending love and light to you all during this time. Enjoy the audiobook. Chapter 9, The Resistance Crisis I came across an inspiring mantra once that said, I am courageous enough to move through the discomfort. It had me so inspired that I dedicated a podcast to that very topic, and it's now led me to write an entire chapter for this book. I, like many of you, deeply value my relationships and connection with others. I am loyal to a fault. Blame it on my earth sign energy, Taurus and proud, but I found that the one thing I struggle with most is harmony in my relationships. More specifically, the give and take. I'm a giver. I know this about myself. I give and give and give until there's nothing left. I'm the person who would be there in a New York minute if a friend or family member needed me. I'm the person who would lend boatloads of cash to someone in need and never expect it to be returned. I'm the person who always goes over the Christmas spending limit because the joy I feel when I see my loved one's faces light up is worth more than the money that is no longer in my bank account. I give so much of my energy, my heart, and I never expect anything in return. And not because that might be seen as selfless, but because I truly do not judge how another person lives their life or chooses to express their appreciation. Sounds great, doesn't it? But here's the downfall. I'm taken advantage of often. I'm energetically zapped. I bleed my precious energy into every relationship, except for the one with myself. It's really not surprising that, over time, resentment begins to build. An uncharted level of discomfort surfaces. And then, resistance. When things change... Familiarity fades. Discomfort arises because things are different, new. We're not sure exactly how to feel about it, right? So we resist it. It's a vicious cycle. Change is the only constant, and yet our immediate response whenever something changes is to resist it, to put our hand up and say, no, not yet. Why is this happening? This isn't the right time. Simply put, we don't want to be uncomfortable even though we know that in order to move forward and plow ahead, we must experience a certain level of discomfort. So what's with the resistance? Why do we push back every single time? Becoming too attached to something, like we talked about previously, is a major part of resistance, but I think there's something much larger at play here. Fear. The fear that right now, that this current situation is the best it's ever going to get for you. 
the belief that it can only go downhill from here. Even if you're not crazy in love with how things are right now, for some reason, when change sticks its head in your doorway, your first instinct is to cover yourself and shut the door, to hide and push it out. When fear takes the wheel, it's almost like we go into survival mode. Our brains begin to rationalize all the reasons why this change is going to be bad. Bad, bad, bad. Any potential for good? Thrown out the window. It doesn't even exist. Break up with him? Are you crazy? He only cheated that one time. Better to be with someone than alone. Pursue a different career path other than one on Wall Street? My parents would never accept it. We're a numbers family. I could never make a living writing and playing my music anyway. Move to a different state, but I've lived here my whole life. What if I hate it? What if I can't figure my life out and have to move back and live with my parents? Quit my job? I hate this job, but they pay me well. I'll never find a job that even comes close to this salary. It's smart to stay a few more years. Reading through each one of these makes me want to run around the world and shake people awake. This isn't life. Those thoughts are not based on anything except your perception. When your brain, your ego, tries to rationalize your fears, it also instills a sense of permanence in the choice it wants you to make, the logical choice, aka the path of least resistance. When you consider leaving a toxic relationship, your ego tells you that if you don't stick it out, you'll end up alone. Why do we always go to the worst case scenario? How many people have you dated? If it's more than one, then that's proof right there that your ego's full of shit. Is it hard to break up with someone you care about? Absolutely. There will likely be crying and lonely days and times where you'll doubt yourself. But you know what's worse? Being miserable for the rest of your life. Your ego doesn't show you that part, does it? No, it only highlights what it wants you to see, the comfortable choice. The same principle applies for any sort of change in our lives, especially when it involves removing something. We get used to having something, so when it's about to be taken away, or gasp, we're about to let it go, our ego cranks up the resistance. What the hell are you thinking? You need that. You won't be able to go on without it. Here's the truth. I've broken up with people, and I've been just fine. I've ended friendships, and I've been just fine. I've moved to different states, and I've been just fine. I've quit jobs I've hated, and I've been just fine. I've stopped bending over backwards for people, and I've been just fine. You will be just fine. It may sound counterintuitive, but in order to thrive, in order to experience soul flow, we must embrace discomfort. Embracing discomfort does not mean distracting yourself until the fears and uncertainty go away. It doesn't mean busying yourself with projects and goals to mask what you're really feeling with a false sense of achievement. And it certainly doesn't mean wielding procrastination as a way to play the victim. Embracing discomfort means feeling all the feelings. It's not dipping your toe in the water. It's cannonballing into the entire freaking lake in the middle of winter. We don't know what we don't know. Likewise, we don't feel what we don't feel. If you've never traversed deep into your own emotional abyss, how can you expect your soul flow to surface? How can it possibly exist in such a masked state? That's all resistance is, a mask, a 
mask for fear. I'm certainly not proud to say that I've worn that mask throughout many phases of my life, but I have. I think we all have. I know I've used my job as an example over and over again in this book, but that's because it's relevant to every chapter I've written. It also just so happens to be the season of life I'm in as I'm drafting this book. So let's use it one more time, shall we? The most I've ever resisted was in quitting a job I despised. Yes, let's reread that. I resisted quitting something that I hated. You see, I'd worked my way up the corporate ladder, from customer service representative to inventory planner to project manager to market segment manager. I experienced many different facets of your standard company. Some roles were a better fit than others, but not a single one of them had me gleefully running home to do more work after the day was over. I knew from the get-go that working for someone else was just a means to an end, an extended interlude. I even had a boss say those exact words to me, and a few months before I decided to quit, he even asked me why I wasn't running my business as a coach and author full-time. Seems he knew me better than I knew myself. Ah, but viva la resistance. Something in me just wouldn't let me leave. Was it the six-figure salary? No. My business was bringing in more than that. Was it the company car? No. I ditched the company car and its hefty number of recalls a few years prior for my own car, one I thought I was worth, a Mercedes-Benz. Was it the health insurance? The 401k? The bonus structure? No, no, no. I could have quit my job a year earlier than I did. A freaking year. That's how profitable my business was. So why did I stay an entire year past the expiration date? Why did I resist doing something I so clearly wanted? I'll tell you why. Because working for that company had become my safety net. In my mind, it was stable, secure, reliable. I felt that it would be there to catch me if I had a bad month in my business. But for that whole year, there were no bad months in my business. Not even when I got sick, not even when I took the summer off. But for that whole year, there were no bad months in my business. Not even when I got sick, not even when I took the summer off. Instead of embracing the discomfort around the idea of quitting, I pushed it away. I told myself that I could find a way to be comfortable working two full-time jobs, one I loathed and one I was over the moon passionate about. The thing about safety nets, about security, reliability, and stability, is that they're all just perception. Nothing is inherently stable, secure, or reliable. We just perceive them to be that way based on our own experiences, filters, and beliefs. From a young age, I saw my dad go to work every single morning. I saw what that income provided for our family. I saw his success as he climbed the ranks of each company he worked for. I saw how he was rewarded, the bonuses, the vacations, the luxury cars. This observation then led me to believe that the only way to achieve financial stability and security was to find a good job, to work for a company, and get paid. So to take a risk and go off on my own as an entrepreneur, it's no wonder I resisted. My perception of entrepreneurship equated to that of a roller coaster ride, 
risky and full of uncertainty, but also wildly appealing. Was my corporate job truly reliable, stable, and secure? No. No job is. In the blink of an eye, management can change, the loss of a huge client can put a company under, or an entire department can be deemed non-essential and be dissolved. The resistance I'd felt wasn't so much about quitting, it was about what would happen after I quit. The potential consequences, the disapproval from loved ones, the judgment from coworkers and complete strangers, the removal of a steady paycheck, the realization that my livelihood was entirely up to me. These were the things I was resisting. These were the things causing me discomfort. They were the unknown, the giant question mark in the middle of my life's journey. Here's the funny thing about resistance though. The more you resist something that is right for you, the more shit's gonna hit the fan. In the year I stayed at my job, when I should have quit, management changed three times, meaning I wasted precious hours giving the same presentations and having the same meetings over and over again. A toxic coworker was added to my team, meaning I was surrounded by drama, gossip, and negativity eight hours a day, five days a week, and a critical member of my team quit, meaning I was left to pick up the slack even though I was already running at 200% capacity. It got to a point where the discomfort of the unknown suddenly looked like freaking paradise compared to the dumpster fire I was experiencing every single day at that company. So I quit. But I could have saved myself so much precious time, energy, and brain power had I just embraced that discomfort, had I just stopped resisting. Don't wait for things to become unbearable. Don't allow a situation to continue until you've hit your breaking point. If something doesn't feel right anymore, it's probably because it isn't. And if you're asking for a sign, well, you asking for a sign is a sign. That's the only one you'll ever need. In dealing with discomfort and the inevitable resistance that comes along with it, I now tell myself one thing and one thing only. It's this or something better. It's this or something better. So if your this ain't looking so hot, don't let the discomfort fool you. Don't let resistance hold you back. You have the choice to remove the mask at any time. You hold the power to alter your perception of reality when it is no longer serving you. Let your soul flow be your guiding light because it will lead you right every single time. Reflection. Can you think of a time where you resisted something that ultimately turned out to be for your greater good? Can you recall what worst case scenario you'd envisioned for yourself during that time? What ended up happening? How did things work out for the better? Take some time to write about this experience in as much detail as possible. Whenever resistance rears its ugly head again, refer back to this experience and ask yourself, what is the potential if I stop resisting and just let this take its course?